Hello, hello, and welcome back to Girl, We Gotta Talk. I'm your host, Elena Jakes. Welcome back to another episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's episode. I am so excited for you guys to hear this one. I had on Linnell Shadows, and Linnell is a career transitions coach, so she is helping so many women basically find that balance between their professional work and their life, learning how to create boundaries, pretty much finding their passions that doesn't involve their job and helping women become the best versions of themselves through that. So I was so excited to be able to talk to Linnell. I actually met her a couple weeks back and fell in love with her story, the journey that she has been on and how she was able to implement that into a new career. And now she's helping other women thrive in their careers, in that transition phase, helping people create boundaries. And I just absolutely loved hearing from her. She shared so much wisdom on all of this, I think in all aspects of this. So we talked a lot about just number one, how she kind of like got into this career, what happened in her life that propelled her into starting this business and helping other women find that balance. But we also talked just a lot about um, women in business to begin with. So women, um, you know, being respected in the workplace, how to handle certain situations. Um, We talked a little bit about the pay discrepancy and the respect that women get um, or lack of respect women can get in the workforce. Um, And so she gave a lot of pointers there. And then we also just talked about how to maybe avoid burnout in your career, how to transition into a different career, how to transition into a new role. Um, And she just gave a lot of really, really great pointers. Um, We also talked about just like your wellness overall and how to be the best version of yourself. And she was amazing. She also answered a couple of your guys' questions. So stay to the end to hear those. But it was awesome. I really, really enjoyed this episode. I think, like I said, this is going to be helpful for pretty much anyone at any age in any stage of their life. And overall, I just love women helping women. And that's basically the theme of this entire podcast. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I have all of Linnell's information linked in the show notes. She has a couple of workshops that you guys can join if you guys are interested. So all of that information will be linked as well. Follow her on LinkedIn and find her on Instagram. Contact her if you're interested in just doing like a one-on-one session with her, um, get to know her a little bit better, and maybe you can have her as a coach as well to kind of help you in whatever transition phase that you're in right now or about to be in. Um, And yeah, let's jump into today's episode. Hello, thank you so much for joining me today. Of course. So we um we crossed paths a couple weeks ago and I was really in awe of you and your story and what you are doing for work now. And so I'm so excited to have you on today. I think you're going to share a lot of wisdom with us and I know we had a couple questions come in for you and um maybe you can give some advice. But before we jump into all of that, I want to like allow you to kind of introduce yourself, um, let people know who you are, what you do and, and kind of, um, your story. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm Linnell Shadows, and I coach mid-career professional women, those women who have, you know, been successful along the way and somehow hit a kind of a, a bump in the road, maybe a fork in the road and said, you know, there's something else or something else I want to do. I'm not quite sure what that is feeling a little bit stuck. 
reason I have such a passion for this is I'm a military spouse. So I move around a lot. And in the last few years, we've moved quite a bit. Um, and I've had lots of different kind of steps along the way in my career. So um, coming out of college, I was an accountant. And then I moved into human resources, got my master's in that, um, left the corporate. I worked in the global private equity firm before I left the corporate world. Um, when I left that, I did a little consulting and then I moved into wellness and I did natural wellness for a few years. And all along the way, it was just kind of like what came next for me. I found my way, but I didn't really know what I was doing. I didn't have any guiding me. I didn't have a mentor per se that was like, oh, here's the next step. It was just like, oh, this is what it feels like um, to go to the next step. And where I got to now with the coaching, it was this natural evolution where I would be working with women kind of from head to toe, figuring out what was going on with their bodies. They would talk about their stress, talk about maybe their head tension, their sleep, their digestive distress. And we would start talking about their lives. We'd start talking about what's going on with their career, what's going on with their personal life, their relationships, their family. And inevitably I was coaching. <laughs> I've been coaching for years without calling myself a coach. So someone asked me recently, they're like, how many years of coaching do you have? It's like, well, I guess if you look at my, my history, I've got about 30, 35 years of coaching experience. <laughs> at different titles along the way. Yes. So um, that's kind of how I got into this. I felt like there was really a need. And especially after this last couple of years, there's a lot of women that are just kind of pausing and saying, what do I want to do next? And so people will blame it on the, the pandemic and they'll say, you know, the great resignation was because of the pandemic. But the truth of the matter is, I think it just gave us this opportunity to pause to take, take a breath and to have an opportunity to think a little bit clearer and to say, is this really what I want for this next chapter? Do I want to continue to do what I do? And so that's where I work with women to, to figure out what that next step looks like for them. Yeah. And no, I think you're totally right. I think that this is not really something that's out there. Um, and I think a lot of women, at least for me personally, like when I was growing up, I just thought, okay, like my path is to just get in the corporate world and stay there and be there as long as I can, because that's just what I've, you know, grown up looking at. My mom's been at the same job for 40 plus years. And I've just looked up to that thinking that that's what we're supposed to do. And, you know, going through, I've been, I just hit my two year at my, my company now. Um, and I am really enjoying myself, but I have those questions now of what's next. Do I stay here? What's my next move? How do I better myself? um, professionally, but also like, how do I make myself, um, you know, like the happiest version I can be like, am I going to be happy staying in this role? Is that what I'm supposed to do? And, um, I love that you're that sort of guidance for other women of like, okay, like let's walk th through this together. And so that's interesting. So would you say you're more of like, like wellness, because you were focusing maybe on, you know, digestion and things that are happening with like in the body, but then you realize maybe those outside sources are what's affecting that? Is that, would you, would you say that's correct? Yeah. Yeah. It, there's so much to that. I mean, what I would say when people ask me, they're like, what kind of coach are you? I'm like, I'm a little bit career wellness and life all in one. Sure. Um, I lead with the career because that's what the transition is about, but sometimes it's a life transition. And sometimes as a mom, like there's, there's something that, that something's going on in the life and it says, okay, this, this is happening in my family's life. And so a career transition has to happen. So, um, what really happens in our bodies is that our emotions play out. And so there's a lot, you could, you could just start peeling about the layers of the onion on that and just understanding how um, so much is going on in our life is really playing out in our bodies too. And so that's where I, when I work with women, we start talking about that too, of like, well, what's going on? How's that affecting you? And so um, give them some suggestions that way. That's so interesting. When you first got in the corporate world and got your first job, um, what was that like for you? Did you feel really like secure and happy in your decision or when, I guess, did you kind of think like, 
I need to get out of this, move into a different job. And how was all of that for you? Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Great question. It's funny. I was just writing a post here recently about how, how, um, what I would tell my younger self, um, what I would tell my younger self is to not take myself so seriously and, um, you know, just enjoy life a little bit more right out of college that I went and got a job at a bank and I had been working there as a teller during college, went there and got that job, then realized pretty quickly I wanted to move. And so left Northwest Pennsylvania, where I grew up, moved down to the Washington DC area um, and started working down here, still stayed in financial services though, after a little blip in, in a temporary accounting job, then I started working in financial services, worked there for a while. I was feeling like I was even get come out of college with an accounting degree. I didn't know that's what I wanted to do the rest of my life. I was kind of like, I don't know, like I, I, I spent four years doing this. I'll, I'll just get the degree. I didn't want to be a CPA. And then I started to get kind of interested in human resources. I saw a position internally posted and I was like, huh, I could do this because I'm a number cruncher, I'm analytical. And so I moved into human resources and a compensation function. And so it kind of like I, what I've realized, you know, as I take a step back is that there's always a piece of me. There's a common thread. There's something I take from one job to the next that helps me to prepare for the next. Couldn't see that when I was in the moment, but as you take a step back, you can have a lot of clarity. So I went into human resources, jumped back, got my master's because I was like, well, here I am in this. I want to, you know, I, I'm not so patient. I want to grow pretty quickly in my career. So I went and got my master's, moved up the ladder into management pretty quickly. And, and I was a little bit like, wow, what am I doing here? I've got women that are older than me, have children and everything that they taught me a lot along the way. Um, and I stayed at that company for more than a decade. And I mean, like for, for someone like yourself, that might be like, holy cow, that's a long time to stay at someplace. Um, it just was, it was time to go. I had just recently gotten married and we knew we wanted to start, we wanted a family. And so that was like, kind of like, for me, it was like, okay, I need to start someplace else. I'm a little bit bored here. I've grown up here in some ways. Yeah. I needed to go to a new place for me, the full disclosure, I felt like I needed to go to a new place because I worked crazy hours. And how do you reset yourself when you've like, you've, you've shown them like, Hey, I'll be here morning, noon and night and weekends too. Um, so for me, that was, I left because I wanted to start a new chapter. And so after we got married and knew we wanted to have kids, I wanted to have that reset. And so that's, that was really why. And I felt like I needed some other experience other than where I was. And so I stayed at that, the next company in private equity for about five years had our first two daughters while we were there, while I was there. And unfortunately I lost my sister to cancer. That was really the kind of like the, what changed the trajectory for me. So it really reset my life. I didn't know what that looked like really threw me off base. She was very young. There wasn't any family history. And so what it did for me was say, I don't know what the rest of my life looks like, but I need to get out of this. I need to get out. We need to have a leap of faith, which is the name of my coaching company's leap of faith. Um, because I was scared. I was really scared of my health and what that looked like for me. And so um, we took that leave of faith. My husband is active duty military. And we said, you know what, I'm going to stay home with the kids and we're going to figure this out. And that's really how I left corporate. Um, so yeah, like, that's what people like, <laughs> they're often curious, like, how did you get into wellness? I'm like, well, it was all about me. I wanted to take care of myself again with my sister having lost her battle to cancer. I wanted to do what I could to stay as healthy as possible. So that's where I started, you know, looking at some natural ways to support myself, my family loved it that, you know, we would have been talking and I'd be like, well, you know, here's something else that you can do for yourself. And so I, I was a natural sharer. I wanted to help people. I've always been in service, you know, helping people. So it's just, that's the common thread of, of listening to people's needs and really um, helping them to get to that next chapter for themselves. Yeah. 
What a journey. I think that there is such a common theme with every woman that I have on this podcast of we've, we've been through trials and tribulations, and that is what leads us to our, either our job now, how we feel about life now, our overall perspective and, um, has put us in such a better place. Like going through things like that have really like propelled us into a better, you know, situation. And, um, and, and that's, that's a really, um, it's a tough thing to go through. And I'm, I'm sorry for the loss of your sister. I can't imagine, but that also propelled you into helping others. And I think that that's admirable. Um, I, I think what you're doing is, is really, like we said earlier, like something that I haven't really seen before. And I think that there is such a gap in this whole, I think also women helping women is something that I love. And I always love to talk to people that do that because I think supporting other women is so important. And we do so much like women are just so cool. Like we can really do it all and we don't always have that support system. So I think someone like you is really crucial to kind of like help transition, you know, people into different stages of their lives. Um, when you left corporate and you wanted to sort of find that balance of like family life, raising your kids, um, and moving, was that overwhelming for you? I can't imagine just like making that's a big, like change. Um, what did that feel like? Were you nervous? Were you scared? Were you just confident that this was going to be the right decision for you? No idea if it was going to work when I left corporate. I mean, honestly, it was, <laughs> that's why I say it was a leap of faith because yeah. we were at a place where my husband and I are like, we're cutting, we're more than cutting our income in half. And, um, you know, the, the security of, of a military income is what you have, but you don't have the upside. So I was in private equity. We had a big upside on the compensation. So there was the base salary and then there was upside of the bonuses. So we left it all behind. But I did, all I knew was that I couldn't continue the path that I was going. This was just not where we were going to go. And I, at the time our daughters were, gosh, what were they? Six months. They were almost a year and three, one and three about the time I left. So (laughs) it was scary. I can remember saying like, what the heck did I do? You know, like (laughs) here I am at home and, and, and within the first couple of weeks of being at home, our youngest was not now our middle, but she was starting to walk and climb on things. And I'm like, I'm not equipped for this. I can't handle this. I need to get back to work. So no, it wasn't, it wasn't like a a walk in the park. It was scary. Um, the consultant came to me because people knew what my background was and they, they started coming to me. Um, so that was, you know, that was kind of a a stopgap there. I did that for a little bit. Um, it wasn't a long-term thing, honestly. I mean, with the ages of my kids, I I felt like I wasn't the brightest, (laughs) brightest at the end of the day when I was working, like it was just, it was difficult to juggle because I was on, you know, with them all day long. And then at the end of the day, maybe sometimes during nap, I would get a little bit of chunk of work. Um, so that's, that's kind of what I did there. And then, then I fell into the wellness and the kids were getting older, but then, and by that point we had our third daughter. Um, so that was, you know, I was able to figure that out as far as when I had those windows of time and I just kind of blocked them in there. And then, so the last few years is when we've been moving. So we were out in Washington state for two years, um, came back here to the Washington DC area for a year, we're now getting ready to spin back out to Washington in June. Um, and we'll be there for one to two years. So um, that's where it's getting tricky now because our, our windows are getting shorter as far as where we are and just this, and our kids are getting busier. We have a high schooler, a middle schooler and an elementary age wow. daughter. So busy. A lot to juggle. <laughs> um, do you have any advice for just in general, the work-life balance and, and, trying to just handle multiple things at one time and trying to be successful in your job, but also finding that, 
balance of like love life, family, things, social life, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I like to say, and I heard this probably a decade ago where there isn't a light work life balance. It's a work life fit. And that has stuck with me. I think of it more like a puzzle of like how that fits together because it's not a scale because they're never even. So your demands as a mom or wife are going to be higher at one point in time. Things might be going on here. Your career might be going crazy here. And so they have, you know, they're they're not going to be equal and it's not, so it's never a balance, but I think trying to find that fit is what I would say and setting boundaries. Like when I was, when I was in corporate, I was just struggling trying to figure out how to be a mom and how to be really good at work because the group I was working into, I was the only mom. And so it was difficult here. I am working in human resources. We're talking about, you know, the balance and and work life and whatever. And it honestly didn't exist because I was the only mom. And so I was struggling. We were, we were a global company. We were working with Asia. We were working with Europe. So we'd have calls 7 a.m., 7 p.m. sometimes because we had to find a common time that we could you know work across the globe. And I can remember just trying to, shh my little baby, I'm like, oh, I think about it now, how horrible, but like, that's what I felt like I was doing or putting it on mute. And then I would get a note from my boss. Oh, sounds so cute. Little squeak. But I was like, I was just trying to put up this front of like, I'm a professional the advice I would give to people is just acknowledge who you are and to set those boundaries of what you can do and what you can't do. Um, I've done that a lot better in the last few years. And even, you know, when you and I were talking about this, this podcast, I was like, I can't do that later time because I get really crazy with my kids schedule. And so for me, that's, that's been, I've been growing in that myself. And that's where I can help my clients a lot more too, because I'm, I'm walking that walk in that talk. It's interesting that you say, like you were trying to put this front on of like, I'm, I'm a professional. I'm not a mom, but it's like, that's almost something like you should be proud of because when I am on calls, like this happened two days ago where I was on a call, um, with work and we had, it was literally a call of like five women and two mothers, at least two mothers that we were aware of. Cause we could hear the kids and it, to me, like, I find that so like, inspiring, honestly, because he, like the fact that they are, because being a mom is a full-time job and anyone that says otherwise is wrong because there is so much work that goes into that. So the fact that someone is on a work call while there's a child in the background, like doing two things at once, like to me, that that is so like powerful. And I think nowadays, probably because we're in this remote world, like it's a little bit more lacks like it's more like not acceptable but yeah it's the new normal of just hearing the kids in the background maybe we're all like a little bit more um numb to it and we just are used to it but I I respect that and I think that that's something worth like being proud of because I mean those are two and like that's just being a mom is the coolest hardest job I, I read something recently that there's like a, in the corporate world, there's a totem pole of like respect and among like men, men with kids, women and women with kids, the women with kids is at the bottom yet men with kids is at the top, like of respect. Do you, what are your thoughts there? Because when I read that I was like floored and I just, it's just kind of like boiled my blood a little bit. What are your thoughts? (laughs) <laughs> it's interesting you asked because um not to plug up my friend's book but my, I have a friend that just wrote a book about this topic um about the inequities um in gender and mm. between men and women and how it's it's like they're praised they're like oh they did this that's like no a woman like even in her example she shared her like 
you know, her husband had taken a step back from his career and he was home with the kids. She was still getting those calls from the school, from the friends, from the carpooling. And she's like, I'm a world away. She was literally traveling globally for her work and she's still getting the calls, even though her husband was home with the kids. So no, I mean, there's just, there's a lot of work to do. And, you know, people say like, oh, I thought we'd be further than we are. And it's still a challenge and there's still a challenge in compensation too. I mean, if you want to throw that into the, into the mix, Mm -hmm. because it's not, I mean, I started seeing that when I worked in payroll right out of college, the, the, the inequities, and then I worked into compensation. So like, I saw that all along and I'm like, good golly, this is, this is insane. Um, so no, it's, it's very difficult. And I worked part-time for a little bit when I, after I had my first daughter to the matters, I was still trying to do a full-time job and part-time hours and part-time pay. So it was really foolish on my part when I look at it in hindsight, but I was doing whatever I could to get a little bit of extra time with my daughter. Never thought I was going to be that one that would want to be a stay-at-home mom. I was very driven with my career. Um, it was, it was difficult and I didn't want to to do it anymore. I needed a break. So yeah, there's, we've still got a lot, a lot of work to do for, for that. So yeah, Yeah. it was interesting. We had a great conversation. We sat around the fire pit outside with um, a dozen women talking about the inequities here just a week or two ago. Wow. No. And that's crazy. I mean, you were seeing it firsthand right there and working in those jobs. Mm -hmm. Um, so I want to shift over to, um, like your clients and, and kind of like key things that you are telling people and maybe more advice things. Um, mm-hmm. cause we did have a couple questions come in, but I guess first, what are like the biggest takeaways that you want your clients to gain from your coaching and just your overall like conversations that you have with them? Like, what are those key points that you want them to sort of like to know and understand? Yeah. I mean, I really want them to, and we would talk a lot about where they are currently and what this looks like on the other side. It's kind of like if you think about a bridge, I like to, to equate it to like, if you think about like a rope bridge and you've got those steps along the way, it's like, what are those steps that you need to take to get to, to the other side? Cause it looks really far and it looks really like, you know, you can't even comprehend how to get there, but how to get there gradually um, onto the other side. Because if they don't take these steps to take care of themselves, what's gonna happen to the relationships with their kids? What's gonna happen to their marriage? What's going to happen? What kind of regrets are they going to have? I mean, I work with women that their kids are maybe getting ready to go to college. And so there's that like short window that you have left of like, I only have a short amount of time where I can still be around these kids and that they want to be around me, you know, and they they want to enjoy that. So um, what we work on first though, is to find themselves though. So I don't, I'm not like, you know, your, your kind of um, outplacement coach. Like, you know, if you think about people that have been laid off and they're given, here's your outplacement coach to go find that next job. That is not me. I can help you to get to that, but we're going to first take this pause and we're going to get to know you. So a lot of times women have lost themselves. So you say like, Hey, what are your passions or what are your hobbies? And some women are like, Oh my gosh, I have no idea. I don't know what I like to do. I've lost myself. Like they're just in survival mode at that point. So I'm working with them to look at their values, look at their beliefs, see what it is that they really like to do. And, um, before we ever even get to this place of what's that next career look like. So we look at a lot of like the energy too. So something I do different, I use this energy leadership index. Um, so it helps people just see how they're showing up. So are you showing up just full of fire and creativity? Like someone like yourself, I'm like, I'm just in awe of the work that you do. I'm like, you do some awesome things and you're in this space where you're just attracting more and more of that. Or are you down here in this like low place where you're just kind of feeling like a victim and kind of apathetic, like this stinks. And here I am down here, like, because we know nothing good comes of that. So we're just looking a lot about where our energy is and what more comes of it. So if you think back to your life of like, when did this stuff start to just happen? It's because you were in such a high because there was just more and more coming to you. And I can tell you different times in my life where I'm like, 
good golly, I can't even handle all this. Like so much goodness was coming is because I was attracting more and more to it because I was in this space where I was just getting more of that because I was in flow and I was putting that out there to the universe. So that's where we'll, we'll talk about that. of just seeing kind of what state people were in. We're going to do that. Um, we're going to look at kind of, if you had an ideal image of what that job looked like, start talking about that. What is the environment? What is the social? What's the mental stimu- stimulation? What's the spiritual? So we're, we're going to look at different factors to see what influences you too. So we're going to look at what success clues um, were left in the past and what got you to where you are. And you know, the truth matters, some of that, what got you to where you are now, you don't want to bring to the future. So we're going to spend some time looking at that too. Like, what are the things you really enjoyed? What are the things that I tell people? I'm like, take it off of LinkedIn, take it off your resume. If you don't like to do it, don't put it there. Don't highlight it. Like for instance, since I came from accounting, I always had the budget and human resources. I'm like, really, really? Here I have the budget. It was inevitable. They're like, oh, we know your background. You're a number cruncher. Here's the budget. Could I do it? Yes. But did I want to do it? No. You know, those sort of things. So I, I encourage women to think about that of what this next step looks like. And this isn't a place where you can create that job. I mean, you don't have to look for just what's that specific job that do I match it hundred percent? Cause guess what? Do you think the men look at their, those job descriptions and those postings? And do they, do you think that they match hundred percent? They don't men pretty much put themselves out there a lot more than women do. Cause women are like, but I didn't do this. And I don't have that master's and I don't have put yourself out there. And so that's what I'm going to encourage when we get to that place. But at first we're going to take that time to really get to know themselves first. And I bring in other people that will help them too along the way, um, depends on what their needs are. So I kind of, you know, I have a skeleton of what we work on, but um, depending on the person, we might bring some other modalities in as well. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, I think that that's a a huge thing of, of kind of losing like who you are and, and your passions when, you know, life goes on and you're maybe raising a family or you're really just career driven, you kind of forget who you are. And I think that, um, having someone like you would be so helpful. So really quick, we have a couple questions that came in. Um, and the first one, we kind of covered it a little bit, but it says thoughts on hustle culture, but also having a work-life balance you've got to put your foot down maybe because if you're waiting for somebody to give you that permission to leave and to go take a vacation, it's not going to happen. So you have to set those boundaries yourself. So that's the biggest thing is, is, is to open your mouth and to speak of what is important. Um, It's not to say that you're going to be a slacker and you're not going to do the work, but this is what I have available. This is what I can do. And so, you know, I hear so many regrets from clients too, of saying, you know what, I went on vacation. I, I wasn't even on vacation. I was there in person, but I wasn't on vacation. I'm still taking calls. I'm, my, my schedule is still such that I'm, I'm not really still present for my family. So, um, you know, it has to start with you. And if your work environment is not going to embrace that, that's when you have the choice. And choice is such a big factor where I think a lot of times women get stuck in this, like, I don't have a choice. You always have a choice yes. and to keep that in mind. Wow. I mean, the amount of times I've heard that from just my friends um, about their jobs is, the list is very, very long. I think it's difficult with people my age um, and in their twenties and early thirties, there's a weird, like we have to prove ourselves sort of mentality. And I think that that's one respectable, but two, it can kind of get like, that line can be a little blurry. And I think with a lot of people I know, they don't know how to necessarily shut that off at the end of the day. Like they, and especially now that, you know, work is, can be at home and it is remote most of the time it's like, oh, well, we're working till 7 p.m., but why? When Mm -hmm. everyone else is logging off at 5.30 or 5 o'clock, like, what are you doing up? You know what I mean? And Uh it's tough because you don't want to let your coworkers down, let your boss down, or maybe even yourself down. But I think um, 
there's gotta be like that boundary and like the respect for yourself. Like if, if your job is just going to let you do that, then like, that's, I think a sign right there that that's maybe not the best work environment, but it's a weird little like voice in your head, um, of, you know, like you need to do more, you need to do more. And I think that that is like that hustle culture of, yeah, but I want to be able to tell people that I'm busy and, and saying that you're busy has been almost a, not a trend, but it, it was like, almost like a buzzword for a few years mm-hmm. of like, Oh, I'm just really busy. It's like, but why? <laughs> you know, like it's, See, it's I, I, I'm the opposite now that like I'm older and I like to think I'm wiser. It's like, I'm busy enjoying life because <laughs> exactly. I don't work all the time. You know, and that's what I tell people. I'm like, these are the hours that I'm available for client sessions because I enjoy my life. You know, my husband, we're going in out back out to Washington and he will have like every other Monday off. And so I vowed that, you know, we're going to have date days on every other Monday, our kids are in school so we can do something different. So yeah. I don't have to take clients, you know, during those times. And so, um, you, you know, mine is, I have that flexibility because I'm my own boss and I, I do work hard because I love what I do, but I think it's, it's really important to say, why are you working so hard that way? I mean, there's a book, I can't think of the author it called essentialism. And so it talks about doing what's essential. And so the, the premise of this book is that this guy was like, I'm about ready to leave. I don't want to be doing this anymore. So I'm going to cut out all the fluff. I'm going to cut out all the extra. I'm only going to do the heart of my work. And what happened? He got promoted because he was so effective and he was so efficient in doing just what was essential. So I think there's lots of lessons to be learned of focusing on what's important instead of just being busy. Do you follow up question? Do you have any advice or tips on like creating those boundaries? Because like, like you said earlier, later in the day is not good for you because you're putting your family and your kids first. And like, that's a boundary that you've set, which like 1000% respect. How did you get to that place of like creating that boundary and knowing when to shut things off and be present? And how do you get there? I guess. For me, it was a work in progress. I mean, I think I, I go back to even the days when I had my babies and I was, I was nursing. And so I needed blocks. I had to have time to pump yeah. in the middle of the day. And so I would tell our executive assistant, like, okay, I've got this block on here. You can move it a little bit, but at some point I have to, as a mom, I mean, any mom that, that is listening and knows this. I needed to pump. I, I was going to be really uncomfortable and I needed to pump. And so I needed to get that window in there. So that's like, when I look back, like that's where I started setting boundaries of like, I have to take care of me right now. You know, and so um, it's just if you don't push back and if you don't set some boundaries, they will never happen because Mm -hmm. people will keep taking and taking and taking as much as you give. And like I said, that for me, my lesson was I I left that that first company because I I there was no way for me to do a reset. They they had known me for working you know crazy hours. I had a boss that. And I, it was year end. And so the, the weather would come in and she's like, oh, you don't worry. I can get you to work in my, you know, whatever her car was at the time. I can get you to work. Yeah. I never had any time off. I mean, this is back in the days when, you know, you didn't do remote, you didn't do everything, yeah. you know, from home, but yeah. So that was, that was uh, what was being said to me is like, I'll get you to work. No, what kind of hell or high water you'll be there to do the work. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh goodness. Wrap things up. This one is similar, like related, but not related. I'm not it says, could you share advice on being the breadwinner? Because I am between me and my boyfriend and I'm thinking of quitting my job. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts just initially about maybe the woman being the breadwinner and, and your thoughts? Communication. Communication is key. You got to start with that, especially since it's a boyfriend. If this is somebody that's going to go long-term in a relationship, you've got to communicate and, and express what that looks like of needing that break. Um, I have a, a fellow coach that 
just newly married, she and her husband, she's taking a leave of absence and he was going to quit. He ended up staying, but she's like, I need to find myself and figure out if this is where I want to continue. So for them, it was communication. When my husband and I were looking at me leaving work, um, it was communication. And we were like, honestly, like we didn't, <laughs> we'll tell you, you know, almost 18 years into our marriage, we still don't have that budget figured out yet, but we just took that leap of faith and said, you know what, we're going to figure this out together. We're going to communicate this. And I needed to mentally be at home. I was, I, I hit kind of like, I got back to work and then I, I kind of fell off after, um, shortly after my sister passed. So it was communication is the biggest thing is, is talking about that and how it's going to work. I mean, it, earlier on when I was, you know, I, I was making a lot more money than my husband was um, in my career. And so we talked about whether he was going to be the stay at home mom. And I was like, yeah. mm -hmm. I never thought that was going to be me, you know, for that, that window of time, but I knew that it wasn't going to be him either. Like I knew that I didn't want to be responsible to be that breadwinner. So I think it's talking about and communicating that because you don't want to have regrets and you don't want that to get in the way of the relationship. So if you're not talking about it, it's going to put a wedge in there and it's going to come out some other way. So talk about it. Absolutely. I love that. All right. Well, before you go, can you give just maybe an overall message that you want our listeners to hear about just, um, corporate life, finding yourself, making yourself the priority, um, and, and overall, like where people can find you and all of that good stuff. Right, right. So it starts with you. Um, you have to fill your own fire. You have to find your own passion and do the work that you enjoy. Because if you are not happy, it it, it just it festers in other ways. It, it gets in the way of your marriage. It gets in the way of being a parent um, in so many ways. I mean, there's there's people that start to be, have their, their aging, their parents are aging. And so it just it gets in the way of life. So I, I can't say enough. I mean, I had a, a potential client. He was talking to me, just get me the next job. And he wasn't a good fit for me. Like I really have a passion for working with women who want to find how to have it all because we are models for our children. I have three, six sets of eyes watching me. I have three daughters that are watching what I'm doing. And so I live that and I don't always do great. And there's times where I'm not so proud of myself, but I want to show them that there, there are opportunities that, that lie ahead of them, that they have a choice in what they do. So my biggest thing is that I work with women that um, want to find that fit, uh, that want to have a life that they love and are passionate about and a career as well, because if they don't take that time to figure that out, it's going to come out in ways that they never expected. And I really want to support them to have that happy, joyful life. I love that. Um, thank you so much. It was so great talking to you, learning from you. I know that our listeners are really going to enjoy this episode because you just shared so much wisdom um, with us today. Where can people like contact you if they're interested in working with you um, before we go? Of course, LinkedIn is the best place to find me. So you'll find me Linnell Shadows, L-Y-N-E-L-L-S-H-A-T-T-L-S. -L -L -T -T I have difficult first and last name. <laughs> you'll find me there. I do not have the website to find me on. And that's one of my boundaries too. I have not taken the time because I work in limited hours. So I don't have the website out there. You can find me there. I'm going to get you the information. We're going to talk. We're going to connect and see if we're a good fit because that's a big, big part of what I do too. So if we are not a good fit, it's not, we shouldn't move forward. If you have reservations, if I have reservations that I can't serve you, we're not going to work together, but I will refer you to somebody else because that's what I do. I work with other women that can, can support. And I love championing other women with work that they do too. So I bring them in wherever I can and just let's, let's get stronger together because that's how we're going to get to a better place in this world. Yes. Women supporting women. I love that. All right. Well, thank you so much. And I will um, link her LinkedIn below. So in the show notes, if you want to go contact her, um, I will link it there and you guys can reach out. Um, thank you so much. 
Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to Girl We Gotta Talk on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. That way you never miss a new episode. You can also follow Girl We Gotta Talk on Instagram at Girl We Gotta Talk Podcast and on Twitter at GWGT Podcast for live tweeting and all your favorite pop culture updates. If you want to watch full episodes, check out Girl We Gotta Talk on YouTube and find all of your favorite episodes over there. If you like today's episode, head over to Apple Podcasts, hit the five stars or leave a review and let me know what you thought. I seriously love hearing your feedback. It really means the world to me. Thank you guys again so much for listening. Talk to you guys next week. Bye.